Blog Talk Radio. You know, I mean, I do appreciate, I'll take any applause I can get from any member of, um, of an audience that I can possibly attract. Sometimes it's only one or two, and uh, we'll take it. We'll take <laughs> No respect, you know what I'm saying? None. Hey, folks, how you doing? This is the Coast to Coast Show, the Ebony and Ivory Program. I am, let me look here, God darn, turn anything being me here. I'm Andy Kimball. Eric goes, says right there, says, I'm Andy Kimball, and we have, uh, we have Lloyd Booker. How you doing, Lloyd? You're on the show here. You're with us today. Thought he was. Lloyd. Oh, I thought he was. Wake up! Wake up! He's eating those hot dogs again. Lloyd, wake up! Anyway, that is Amanda. <laughs> that, that pretty voice you're hearing certainly isn't mine. I'm sure you much prefer her than mine. Anyway, that's Amanda. <laughs> she's she's sitting high atop the London Tower, um, in the UK. There. Hello, and my lovelies. There we go. And then we have Cornell Butler, who's our producer of the show, uh, hey. making things work. Uh, and that end of our programming, and he's back in Pennsylvania. And um, Lloyd's, uh, I think he's just ignoring us. All right, anyway, how are we doing, folks? You know, a couple things happened today we're going to get started with, uh, which are kind of of interest. The one thing is, um, first of all, Bob Woodward. Everybody remember uh, all the president's men, Richard Nixon and Watergate and Woodward and Bernstein and that whole episode? Yes. Uh, Woodward, Bob Woodward came out with a book uh, uh, based on interviews, recorded interviews on the record with Richard Nixon. Nope, wrong president. I'm sorry. With um, Donald Trump. There we go. With Donald Trump, a, a new book. And um, that book is very revealing, and it was on the record. Therefore, Bob Woodward had permission to record a lot of those interviews, and he published them in a book. Let's take a listen to what Andrea Mitchell had uh, to say. This is actually her guest, um, Robert Costa, on NBC, commenting about um, Bob Woodward's book. Here we go. Well, my colleague Phil Rucker and I for The Washington Post have read Bob Woodward's new book. It's called Rage, and it has uh, – an enormous amount of information based on more than a dozen interviews Bob Woodward conducted uh, with President Trump from December 2019 uh, through July of 2020. And if you read our article that just posted on WashingtonPost.com, uh, we lead with a, a meeting in January of 2020 where Robert O'Brien, the National Security Advisor, and Matt Pottinger, the Deputy National Security Advisor, told President Trump in late January that the coronavirus threat was the biggest threat, the gravest threat that President Trump would ever face in his presidency. And then a few days later, in early February, uh, President Trump speaks with Bob Woodward on the phone, on the record. And to be clear, the Washington Post through Woodward has acquired tapes, tapes of President Trump speaking about all this, these interviews with Woodward, and Woodward has decided to publish the tapes. And in this early February call, February 7th, the president says, on the phone to Woodward that the virus is deadly. He repeats, it's deadly. He also says it's airborne, it's spread through the air. And so he acknowledges how deep and serious the threat of the coronavirus is in early February on tape. But it's not until weeks later, of course, as we all know, that the, the national uh, shutdown of businesses uh, really commences. And so you see through Woodward's reporting an awareness on President Trump's part of how serious this threat was. And he also says in, an, in another interview in March with Bob Woodward that he deliberately played down the threat of the virus. Uh, he said he wanted to avoid a panic. It's a long book, very detailed, based on interviews about inside the, the North Korea situation, the so-called love letters between Kim Jong-un and President Trump. Woodward has copies of what Kim Jong-un has sent to President Trump. There's also a lot of detail in the book about former uh, Director of uh, National Intelligence Dan Coats. Uh, 
uh, Coates, uh, through different reporting methods of Woodward, you really see inside of Coates' world his criticism of President Trump, his deep concerns about the country's future, concerns about gen- from General Mattis and others. I'll leave it there for now. This should be an interesting read, to say the least. An interesting read. Hmm. Yeah. And and of uh, especially um, you know you heard what uh, what's in the book, and I think Lloyd is with us now. Lloyd, you there? You join us? Are you on here? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. There we go. Hey. 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 Hey, What's happening? I. uh, Okay. Maybe. uh, Well, I mean, we we still working out the kinks, people. But uh, I was on earlier. But uh, let me say this right quick. I want to make sure that we, meaning the rest of the group here, the Coast to Coast and Andy Kimball crew, and everybody that's listening, did that man say love letters between Kim Jong-un, I guess that's how you pronounce it, I don't know if it's un or il, Kim Jong-il, and... Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. And, and yeah. I'm just. He I'm just said, trying to get a transcript. Thank you very much. Letter. I'm just trying to get a transcript. Right. He said yep. love. Yeah. He said love letters between him and Donald Trump. Is that what? Is do you need to play that again? Just so I make sure, because that wasn't the the first thing I was going to mention. But <laughs> I want play that again. I want to make sure I got that right now. And again, in case you missed, folks, this is uh, this is. Robert Costa, uh, courtesy of NBC on the Andrea Mitchell show, and his comment, we'll play it again, we'll play it again, uh, his comment on the Bob Woodward book, which is going to depict recorded conversations between Bob Woodward and Donald Trump. Here we go. Second time around. Especially that part. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, my colleague Phil Rucker and I for the Washington Post have read Bob Woodward's new book. It's called Rage, and it has... Uh, an enormous amount of information based on more than a dozen interviews Bob Woodward conducted uh, with President Trump from December 2019 uh, through July of 2020. And if you read our article that just posted on WashingtonPost.com, we lead with a a meeting in January of 2020 where Robert O'Brien, the national security advisor, and Matt Pottinger, the deputy national security advisor, told President Trump in late January that the coronavirus threat was the biggest threat, the gravest threat that President Trump would ever face in his presidency. And then a few days later, in early February, uh, so we're hearing is January when Donald Trump was notified about the potential of this uh, coronavirus. Okay, good. I want to hear that comment. These interviews with Woodward and Woodward has decided to publish the tapes. And in this early February call, February 7th, the president says, on the phone to Woodward that the virus is deadly. He repeats, it's deadly. He also says it's airborne. It's spread through the air. And so he acknowledges how deep and serious the threat of the coronavirus is in early February on tape. But it's not until weeks later, of course, as we all know, that the the national uh, shutdown of businesses uh, really commences. And so you see through Woodward's reporting an awareness on President Trump's part of how serious this threat was. And he also says in, an, in another interview in March with Bob Woodward that he deliberately played down the threat of the virus. Uh, he said he wanted to avoid a panic. It's a long book, very detailed, based on interviews about inside the, the North Korea situation, the so-called love letters between Kim Jong-un and President Trump. Woodward has copies of what Kim Jong-un has sent to President Trump. There's also a lot of detail in the book about... Yeah, yeah, he uh, he uh, he he did say that. He did say that. You heard it. You okay, you wanted it. Okay, you got okay, it. Okay, good. Now, now, yeah. now, see, you guys aren't going to touch. Y'all need to say something about this because here we go. See, that's why I want to park this. I, can you hear? Can everybody hear me? Is that static? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. You guys can hear me. I know you can hear me, Andy. Can Can Amanda and I, Cornell hear me? I can hear you, See, that's why I want to party with. I don't want him to be president, but that's why I want to party with that dude. Because see, <laughs> see, he didn't took some. He, don't let he didn't took some of that attitude when he hung around Mike Tyson down in Atlantic City, and he in love. Everybody didn't heard it. Now he in love with Kim Jong Kim Jong Il or Kim Jong Un, and they doing the um. There you go. I. You know what? 
whatever it is that he's doing at the White House, I want to be invited. I, I, I listen. I'm I don't favor him, but I knew that I heard that right. So there you go. Love letters. I want to see what some love letters is like. See, that's why he didn't want to say anything about the virus. Why? Because he's in love with Kim Jong Un. They were doing some doing the Kim Jong Un. That's what they were doing. And 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 now. They don't laugh. Wait a minute. I know everybody laughing now, but uh, see, you can't write, you can't fake this, man. We yep. get real factual stuff on in. For those of you that want to call in, the numbers is five one five six zero five nine triple eight. And you on here to Andy Kimball, Lloyd Booker Show, Coast to Coast, Ebony and Ivory with Amanda Love from London and Cornell Butler in Philadelphia. And believe it or not, our president is in love. That's a good thing. That's a good yes. thing. So he should come out for the LGBTQ community. What'd you say, Amanda? I, want, I wonder how they'd feel about him, darling. <laughs> I, well, you know what? They probably don't like him because, but they probably do not like him because of what he's done. But now, now, they got a, they got a dude, they got, they got a, they got a, 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 a kindred spirit coming out the closet now, because he's been made to come out the closet because they done reported on him in love. He ain't in love with an American. He ain't in love with an American man or woman. He in love with somebody that supposedly is supposed to be against this country. What's wrong? You know what? See, love makes the world go round. And believe it or not, however bad we think about Trump, he gonna, he gonna come out. See, he gonna change, Andy. He gonna change in between now and November the third. He gonna say he loved everybody. He loved everybody. Out, he's been coming out with some crazy remarks as well, hasn't he? Recently about you know the the forces and things, and it, it almost appears like that's excusable just because his daughter said, "Oh, I know he's not good at uh, saying the right things." That's not excusable. I am so glad that you said, and I don't want the cat to get anybody's uh, tongue. I am so glad you said it because maybe, and I heard that, maybe he was letting us know, you know, through his daughter, that, uh, you know, may- maybe he's going to try to to pull back some of this stuff that he's been talking about. And that starts now with the, with the report that came out that he's in love with Kim Jong. See, I know these people want to hurt me. <laughs> if you see me on the street and you hear my voice, <laughs> don't be picking up nothing to oh. do any damage to me because I didn't say it. I, the, I great didn't say Elvis. it. So, the great Elvis. Yeah. I'm in love and I'm all shook up. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Sing it. I love that you said that. Say it again. Say it again. I'm in love and I'm all shook up. Uh huh. That he sings too. Uh huh. You heard him. That was uh-huh. Cornell. That was Cornell <laughs> Butler. <laughs> so make it. We got a sponsor here. We got to, we're going to come right back after this commercial message. We will be right back. Hi again. This is Lloyd Booker, co-host of the Andy Kimball and Lloyd Booker show, Coast to Coast, Ebony and Ivory. And the other day I was having a discussion. I was rapping with my man, Snoop Doggy Dog, and also photographer to the stars, Brian Wells of Togo Coffee in Seattle. And we were discussing riots the coronavirus, unemployment, our economy, and our vets returning back with PTSD. When Brian shared with us that he was suffering from chronic neck pain and also headaches as well as blurred vision, and he couldn't sleep. So, myself and also Snoop Doggy Dog rapped to him and told him, listen, you need to go to see Uncle Ike's. Why? Because Uncle Ike can take care of all of your THC and CBD needs. He also handles uh, situations with stress, sleep deprivation, certain types of epilepsy, chronic pain, certain drug and alcohol dependencies, and also can alleviate the pain that might be caused by certain illnesses and MS. Go to Uncle Ike's. Five locations in Seattle, and you can also go to Ikes.com. Again, Uncle Ikes serves those that serve us. Uncle Ikes. Yes. Wow. I like Uncle Ikes. Yeah. I like Uncle Ikes. Say it again. I'm sorry. We all, we all, we all like Uncle Ikes. We all like Uncle Ikes. 
There we go. You, you heard that, Ian. They all like Uncle Ike. Uh, uh, <laughs> you and also Uncle Big Ike that comes on the Absolutely. Boy, yeah. thank you. Thank you very much. See, so, <laughs> so those people that are out there thinking that only hippies and real cool people and musicians such as uh, my co-host here, Andy Kimball, uh, they're the only ones that dip and dab in the uh, hey, um, don't forget about um, Cornell, the producer. I played it from. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't want to leave you out in Cornell. They're not the only cool people. We actually have situations where <laughs> some of us that participate with the weed, so to speak. And by the way, there's a telephone, there's a television program called Weeds, but it has medicinal purposes. And you can check everything out that was said on that commercial because it's the truth, root. That's the fact, Jack. And I'm serious as a heart attack. So there you go. Hey, listen. By the way, Andy, check this out. Did you hear that uh, one of the uh, uh, one of our listeners that that's probably going to also be um, maybe on the show? Uh, those individuals in Westport, Connecticut. Let me give them a shout out. But get on this show. You talk to. Uh, Talk to Andy or, or email us at the uh, Andy. Give them the email address. It's the Andy and Lloyd Show at gmail dot com. Yeah, and, and my man Mike Stone and everybody at Lexus of Westport, Connecticut, get on and be fair and square. Get on the show. Let us know because you've been listening. I didn't know that. And 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 even though my man has a Tesla, we all looking for a brand new Lexus. So yeah. I just want to make sure that, and they probably are, gee whiz, they done mentioned us on the program. Yeah. So get on him. We're going to try. And by the way, one other thing before he said something to me, Cornell Dex Butler, our producer, will be giving you a call. So I'm going to put him on the spot right now. He's going to be giving you <laughs> a call and trying, trying to cement. Don't, hey, wait a minute, Andy. Don't laugh. i got something for you, too. He's going to be trying to cement that relationship. With Lexus, we love to roll right. around in the in the new Lexus with a sign on there, and also you guys, you're getting free. Come on now, you yep. want something out, you're getting free. Oh, you better believe show. it. You better. Yeah, we'll be talking to those guys. So we got to move on to news now, Lloyd. But let's. So what we were saying. Get it. Get it. Drop it like it's hot. Uh, is is that the, as we just heard from the Andrew Mitchell clip is that uh, Trump admitted to concealing the true threat of the coronavirus in this new Woodward book. Um, and this was back in January, and we went in lockdown uh, March 16th, um, and he knew about it. And, and the, the other fact of the matter is that we all know this, that, uh, that Joe Biden and, um, of course, Barack Obama had a pandemic uh, uh, reaction, a, a watchdog group in place that – Trump disbanded in 2018, a little long before this pandemic ever happened. But when Obama, right. left the, when Obama left the White House, and let's say Joe Biden left the White House, uh, um, they had a pandemic watchdog group and a program in place along with yeah, a right. healthcare program. Uh, they were both joined. You guys, and you guys can check out what just, he said. He, he's just, absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, we, we don't, we, all we do, folks, and, and again, I don't know how many times we said this. This is episode 49, 49 shows, and I think every single episode, I want to reiterate, when we talk about something here, we don't just say, hey, here's our, here it is. It's based on something we fact check, we read, we look into, we research ourselves before we talk about it on the show. And anything that we don't is obviously done in jest and, and we have fun with and, and so forth. And you can tell when we, when we do That's that. That's right. We, and it's corner. We have a lot of fun doing that, yeah. don't we? All we can do Blame is, it on me. Is, is voice our opinion regarding the fundamental and the foundation of the stories that we're talking about, which are fact-checked to be true. And, and we invite you if, 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 Hey, listen, if we make a mistake, we we're okay with it, you know, and, and we're people and we might make a mistake, although we try not to, but if we do, we want you to call us and, and don't be shy. 515-605-9888. Anyway, what brought that up was the fact that, um, that Donald Trump admitted to that knowing weeks before the first confirmed U.S. Uh, coronavirus death occurred that the virus was dangerous, airborne, highly contagious, and more deadly than even this, the most dangerous strains of flu. And he was told that. He knew about it. He knew about it. And, and it's interesting enough because when you talk about that, when you talk about what we talked so much of on yesterday's show, which was his confirmed remarks 
disparaging remarks about our America's fallen heroes, um, and yet his base does not flutter. They do not alter. The state of Florida is right now tied in a dead heat, 48-48 between Trump and Biden. The election were held whoa, today, whoa, 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 and you got it. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Wait Florida, in the what? state of Florida, yeah, the most recent polls, confirmed polls, all the way around, uh, is show them in a in a dead heat. And we're not talking about within a margin of error. We're talking about the numbers of forty eight percent each. And wow. um, you see, you see, I, I I want the other two participants on this program to say something because I mm-hmm. I don't just want it to be us. That is, see, that that's what I said. I listen. This is just my thought has nothing to do with the other three people on here, but I am truly scared and worried because I tend to think that we're going to have something run amiss that um, um, we didn't think was possible, and and, and this is going to be bad. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at those numbers. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if it, if it was the same, but I'm not surprised. This is dangerous, man. This is dangerous. It, it is. It is dangerous. And you know, we always yeah. you know we talked about on this show how things are going to tighten up before the conventions, which we spent you know week on each one covering in detail both conventions. We did that, Republican and Democrat, uh, and we talked about during those conventions how this was going to tighten up and not be a given. And it, despite what was going on, despite what was being said, despite Trump's record, despite his lack of vision for the, for the next four years. It it doesn't matter. Um, you know, it's just really, it's, you know, he was, uh, Trump told Bob Woodward on February 7th regarding the coronavirus, this is deadly stuff, quote, unquote, that's right out of the book. And that's recorded on tape. That's not just some, oh, that's what he told me. Let me write it down. That is recorded on tape. He told Bob Woodward that. I had, you, you know what? I had somebody, I was talking to someone yesterday, and this is what they said. And, and, uh, this, this is a friend of mine. Um, uh, here in Philadelphia, I'm not going to go into too much because sometimes he wants things kept to us, you know, kept to himself or between us. Uh, also, Cornell knows it. Let's just call him Al. Mm-hmm. And and he said this. He said that however this goes, it seems to be now that there's a large segment on either side. That, that, that there's going to be some problems, and 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 he and I said, you know, explain it to me. He said this: if he loses, there's going to be problems. If he wins, there's going to be problems. Mm, yeah. So, right, you see the point that that that's the point I'm trying to make, Amanda. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of scary. It seems like the um our country that's is divided. What talk- yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. It, 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 so he's damned if he do. Whether Biden, even if Biden does win, damned if he do, damned if he don't for either one of them because there's yep. too large of a faction, radical, on either side and violent. So I just yep. want to say that. So you guys need yeah. to say something. In, in, the, in the series of interviews that Woodward conducted uh, with Donald Trump, Trump did. And these, these were recorded interviews. These were on tape that uh, Trump revealed that he had a surprising level of detail about the uh, threat of the virus earlier than it was ever previously known. Uh, You know, Trump said, uh, pretty amazing. And uh, he added that the coronavirus was maybe five times more deadly than the flu. And uh, Trump was told that. And then he'll go on to say, and and, and Trump, during a press conference earlier today, did say that uh, he commented that he was told, but what he wanted to avoid was putting the country into a panic. He wanted to play it down. He knew about it. He wanted to play it down. In the meantime, people were dying. You said, and, and you said that today. Yeah. Hundreds of that, 191,000 deaths now. 191,000 deaths. And how do we not say that, <laughs> that there's no blood on this guy's hands? How do people who support this man say there's no blood on his hands? He knew about it in January. What did he do in January? I don't care about him closing down the country in March, although it was great that he did. It wasn't enough. People were already dying. It was already here. It was already all over Europe by the time he did that. Here, here's, here's what he did. Here's what he did. And here's a little history. He did what Bush did when Bush was told that uh, our, our towers were struck down and, uh, and and both of them fell. You remember that because you can go mm. to uh, YouTube. He, he was in the, he was in he was at a school. He was in a preschool. And when the Secret Service whispered in his ear, "You have to." That's what he did. He did exactly that. 
and, and, and now since I'm saying that, I'm, I, I want to ask a question, and this is for all of you. When did you first hear, especially you, you because you just said something, Andy, you said all over Europe. Um, Amanda, yes. when did you or your people first hear about this stuff? Which stuff are you referring to, Sita? Coronavirus. Coronavirus. Um, I think it was very early in March. Um, March? Yeah, I think it was March, darling, because um, at that time, I remember my father was dying of cancer, and the hospice that he was in were literally being very very cautious about people coming in and we had like the uh hand sanitizers and all the precautions in place at, right. at that point and that was before we went into uh, a serious wait a minute, lockdown wait a minute. let me interrupt you just for one second i want to yeah. say something and maybe the other first of all uh may your father god rest and bless his soul and oh may thank he you right. yes thank so, you i, I appreciate that. that you said that i, I wouldn't go let that pass now oh, thank you please yeah, you're more than welcome for you and your mother and your family members. Um, I'm, I'm sure you're it. greatly missed. Um, and now let's go back. Now, you said March. Mm-hmm. Now, when did you – now, we're in the same country. I'm, I'm talking yeah. about myself, Andy, and Cornell. Cornell, when did you hear about it? Well, I, I'm I'm in Mars, so I didn't really get the chance <laughs> to hear about you. Okay, we, we, okay, I heard you're in Mars. I heard about huh? it here in China in February. Actually, oh, okay. yes. That's You're that. right, Andy. You're now, right. Now, it was February. Yes. Yeah, in, it was not. It was February. Yeah, in February. Here's what I heard about. Well, wait a minute. Hold it. Now, you heard about it in February. She yep. heard about it in March. No, no, no. I heard about it in March. And Seth, I and Amanda heard about it. When I heard, this is when I heard about it because I was talking to, and he's in the commercial, Brian Wells. All of the, by the way, all of our commercials, everybody, is real. And so Brian, B- Brian Wells, photographer to the stars, and also a, uh, uh, an owner of coffee shops in Seattle. The reason Seattle is because Seattle has a very, very large Asiatic community. Matter of fact, that's the one, that, that's the majority. I heard about it in January, but I heard really? about it. Yes, right. I heard about it through them he, because I was talking and I heard it on the news. So I ended up calling him and I said, yo, man, I hear that uh, you guys are going to be sick over there pretty soon. And he said, yeah, he said, I've been hearing it through the vine, meaning the uh, meaning the uh, what I call it, uh, you know, like for black people, it could be the black net, but I call it the Asiatic net that, because they had already been if, if you and Andy can attest to this. The people on the West Coast and in Seattle had uh, the Asian community had already been wearing masks. Yes, they had been wearing. They yes, they wear them almost all of the time. Yes, so they had them in January, and mm-hmm. and and you mean to tell me that I wore a mask? Wait, 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 wait. You know what? I uh, you said wear in January. I wore a mask in October. I mean October thirty first to be exact. I wore a mask. <laughs> <laughs> you you need to stop making fun. Hey, hey, I, I, Andy, I, got I always wear my, I always wear takes my, I always take up irons off in October the thirty first. So. I I I I, do. I take mine on and off frequently. Before we leave this story oh, for the next well, one. Well, 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 since all since all of you are going since all of you got masks on, I'm gonna do a little promo here, superhero promo, and you can put the music behind me. <laughs> Uh-oh. I'm not Spider-Man, I'm not Batman, I'm not Superman, I'm not Aquaman, I'm not The Flash, I'm Black Man. There you go. So <laughs> I like it, I like it. My, that was my mask. I went around I want to encourage our readers to uh, to pick up that book. I'm sure it's going to be on the New York Times bestseller list very soon. Uh, Trump, um, Trump did say in the book, before we move on here, and we'll probably touch this again as the, as the book becomes more widely read and commented upon, we'll probably have additional comment on the book as well and to what he said and who the, who the real Donald Trump is. Um, Donald Trump said in the book that to keep our country safe was really his, his main job, and, and uh, he knew how deadly the virus was, and in March admitted he kept the knowledge hidden from the public. He, he said this is, he said this, Trump, I wanted to always play it down. Um, he told that to Bob Woodward on March 19th. 
even as he declared a national emergency over the virus days earlier, he said and continued, I still like playing it down because I don't want to create a panic. Well, there's 191,000 people dead. There's 191,000 families. I don't know how many people were affected by that. So. I think I think the numbers that they talked about, we're going to exceed, and this is bad. Yep. And I, I don't yep. again, I don't mean we're, we're going to exceed three hundred thousand people in this country by the time the end That's of the year gets here. I, I, when I heard the same thing, and I want you know, co- please call us and comment if you'd like to five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. Our chat room is also <laughs> open on the website, and you can email us at Andy and Lloyd Show at gmail dot com. A lot of other things to talk about today. Uh, Trump also. Uh, gave an address where he uh, talked about if Biden wins, um, we're going to have the Second Amendment uh, taken away from the Constitution, that the in God we trust will be removed from the coins, there will be chaos through the streets, uh, and only he, only only Trump can be trusted to appoint appropriate judges. As a matter of fact, speaking of appropriate judges, let's see what Trump had to say. Or let's not. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what he had to say. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, maybe just stay silent. The first list of highly qualified candidates and promise to fill Justice Scalia's vacant seat from among, from among those names. And just days after my inauguration, I kept that promise when I nominated Judge Neil Gorsuch. And as you know, uh, he has been very spectacular. I Don't interfere again. Ramo, you're accused of assaulting your two roommates with intent to commit mayhem. You mean murder? Yeah, and he tried to kill us, too. Quiet! A year later, I nominated and... The Senate confirmed another outstanding justice, Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> By the end of my first term, we will have confirmed a record number of federal judges, over 300, all of whom will faithfully uphold our Constitution as written. What has always made America exceptional is our reverence for the impartial rule of law, People have come from all over the world to pursue the American dream based on this sacred principle. Equality under the law is the bedrock of our society. It is the principle that inspired American heroes to abolish slavery and end segregation, secure civil rights, and build the most free and just nation in history. Unfortunately, there is a growing radical left movement that rejects the principle of equal treatment under the law. If this extreme movement is granted a majority on the Supreme Court, it will fundamentally transform America without a single vote of Congress. Radical justices will erase the Second Amendment, silence political speech, and require taxpayers to fund extreme late-term abortion. They will give unelected bureaucrats the power to destroy millions of American jobs. They will remove the words, under God, from the Pledge of Allegiance. They will unilaterally declare the death penalty unconstitutional, even for the most depraved mass murderers. They will erase national borders, cripple police departments, and grant new protections to anarchists, rioters, violent criminals and terrorists. In the recent past, many of our most treasured freedoms, including religious liberty, free speech, and the right to keep and bear arms, have been saved by a single vote on the United States Supreme Court. Our chair. Yes. Wow. Well, yeah. very much. Go ahead. Somebody else say something. Sorry, I was going to say, you know, I, I had no idea that Trump was psychic, you know, to be able to predict. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Future like that. Wow. He, he's That's what impressive. you call Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> he's another Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I can't. You know what? Have, get, get, like, gee, where, well, w
I, when was the last time, and you can't count me or Andy. Andy is old as the hills. We're going to use um, uh, uh, Cornell for a minute. And and for those of us that have kids, well, Andy have kids. When was the last time anybody even said the Pledge of Allegiance in school? Oh my gosh! I, oh my gosh! Thank you. Thank you. Case closed. Now I think that stopped when I was in uh, middle school. For me, it was you, right after the big one. WW two. See, and and he's firing all these people <laughs> up like we're going to change. We don't even say that we, Amanda. We don't even say the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. And I pledge of allegiance right. to the flag of the United. We don't say that anymore. They don't say that anymore in school. Yeah. See, yeah. Lord have mercy. Like I said, he's on some. He's on some other. Some other level crack or something like that. He got some of that special CIA FBI stuff that he's smoking or something like that. That make him think all of this stuff up. Next thing I know, he he going to say that we we being overrun by zombies or something like that, and people be be believing it. I was going to say pro- people probably would. Do you remember there was a thing going back where they did an online survey to the U.S. public, uh, asking if they would uh, be prepared and fear a zombie um, like apocalypse thing, and they actually believed it was a minute, possibility. I will, hold that point. Hold that point, Andy. She's not joking. I'm, see, I don't know how this coming to my head. This from dealing with y'all, Andy. She's not joking. You probably didn't right. see that, did you? Nope. And, and neither did you, Cornell. No. Cornell, did the zombie <laughs> get you? No. <laughs> did, did the zombie get you? You there, Cornell? Huh? No, they got me. Track. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, we'd be over there with some stakes in a minute. But Amanda, go back to what she's absolutely right, uh uh, Andy. What when did you see that, Amanda? And and what paper like I'm really gonna get it. But you never um, know, we do get international papers here. So there talk about that some more. I can't state that that's an actual fact because it wasn't in any newspaper that I can recall. I mean I wasn't really looking at the time. This was uh, a thing that was shared all over social media. It was on a lot of websites, so again, you know, it could be false information. But there was a survey well, I tell, I, I, that I went out. Yeah. I, I listen in public because I did see that. I listen in public. If anybody can email the Andy Kimball Lloyd Booker Show at gmail dot com and give us that information when that was posted, because I remember that. Yeah. The U.S. government supposedly has contingency plans just in case. You know, like the purge or what have you. I don't want everybody coming over here now because they, they oh man, they got the purge and zombies over here. You, we're just saying what came out in the public, I mean on the press, that we are prepared for a zombie, uh, a, 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 a zombie influx or something like that. So you never know. I mean, that ma- maybe that's why Trump. I, I'm sorry, say it again. That is crazy. I think it was all down to something that was going on in Africa, wasn't it? That there was an illness that was taking over, supposedly affecting uh, individuals over there that caused them to be in a zombie-like state. But don't they have a drug? Don't they have some type of drug in the West Coast or East Coast that makes you feel like you're a zombie? I forgot the name. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) it's called Hurricane. Wow. (laughs) It's called Hurricane. It's a drink. Yeah. A hard break here again, but before we do, uh, I want to, uh, this is breaking news, this just came in over our, over our wire here, that uh, Amazon announced it will hold a career day on September 16th. I remember we had to Fort Myers one well, week ago talked about jobs and careers. This is kind of interesting, Kirk. Listen up. On September 16th, uh, Amazon is going to hold a career day consisting of a team of 1,000 Amazon recruiters offering 20,000 career coaching positions. According to the Tech Giants press release, the sessions, which I have right here, the sessions are free of charge. Amazon currently has 33,000 job openings for corporate and tech roles and says it will share thousands of additional hourly roles in Amazon's operations network. Soon, wow. all of the new employees... Hey, that's pretty good. Paid, that's impressive. All of these new employees, all the new employees these will be paid at least a minimum wage of $15,000 per hour with up to 20 whoa, years per hour. What? Come on. An hour? What? I'm leaving the show. 15000 an hour? I'm leaving the show. Did I say that? 
Yes. Me. I heard I'm on my way. I'm on. Let's sign up, guys. I just need to work for one week. I don't know you, Amanda. I don't know you, Amanda, and I don't know Andy either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my Did goodness. you read that right, man? Let me let, let, let me check here. Okay, Amazon Jobs. Do 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 do. It's twenty thousand jobs. Uh, you better get that right. Oh, yes, no, I'm talking about the hourly wage. We paid fifteen cents per week. No, I'm sorry. Oh, there it is. I couldn't <laughs> read. <it. laughs> I'm You better stop drinking. Wait, I didn't even feel I have the patience to quit. All the new job employees for these roles. Here it, here it is. Here it is. I got it. I got it. I, I tried to scribble my notes. I'm, I couldn't read my writing. I'm sorry. All these new employees for these roles we paid at least a wage of fifteen dollars an hour with twenty years of leave for for, for, for what? Twenty years of leave for parents. You know what? Twenty years. Twenty years. Twenty years. You know, I want one of them. First of all, we done went. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have Ian. Make a visit to you. You better get over to uh, uh, Uncle White and get something for your memory. You misplaced your glasses. Get some of that good stuff for your Let memory. Me okay, let me read that again. Okay, all new employees of Coast to Coast will now receive. No, it's not of Coast to Coast of Amazon. Of Amazon will now uh, be paid oh, a minimum dollars per hour. God, how long does it take me to get to this one press release with 20 weeks of parental leave? The employees who fill the corporate tech role will receive an average pay of $150,000. That's true. I'm not making that up. Including salary, wow. stock pay, oh and benefits. And Amazon spokesman uh, told Coast to Coast Business, uh, uh, hot wire right here. We got that right over the press. Um, with many okay. people left by the economic... Uh, this is right off the press release. With many people left... Well, give me a favor, Andy. Uh, yep. Yep. Put, give them a hand clap. Give them a hand clap. Put that crowd noise on there. Give, give them some props. Yeah, they deserve that. Absolutely. <laughs> give them the cheer. Put the cheers on there for the people. Okay. We can uh, do them manually. Give it up for the Amazon, baby. Boo. Hey, wait a minute, what? man. I didn't what? say booze. I said the clap. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Find my way around here. Oh, you want audience? Oh, you want you want hand claps? Okay, I the got audience, it. yes. Yeah, not the C-clap. Got it, got it. You know what? You know what? You know what? Here it is, here it is. I know what I'm suffering from. That's for you, Amazon. I don't know nothing about some booze. If you want to cut his stuff off, cut his stuff off. Not the Lloyd Booker half. I gave you the clap. That's for Amazon in Seattle. I, I he gave you the clap. I had this Don't be making no mistakes today. like that. I, I can't believe I ate that whole thing. That's what I'm suffering <laughs> from. Many plates. Whoa. As that, I was saying. That's coming to be a thing's good. You up there eating them edibles. That's what it is. Them strong edibles. Those are, I guess. Hey, hey, listen. We'll talk after the show. And, <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. That book is bourbon. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to tell you something. I don't know if anybody has seen any pictures of the San Francisco Bay Area. It looks like Mars. I mean, it is orange. Go go Google California's Bay Area photos with the fires. You think you were on the planet Mars. This mm-hmm. guy is completely no, orange. No, no, no. Already seen him. Already yeah, seen him. I think Trump would blend in well there. there oh. Yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> oh, I hear oh, you, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Forgive me, guys. He hit no singles, the double, the triple, he hitting grand slam homers. Excuse me. You better. I'm telling you. Listen, don't be, don't be getting yourself in with us because we didn't, we didn't oh. became targets now. So I don't, I don't want you. I don't want you. We didn't became targets now. I don't want you saying nothing, you know, too rough. But check you out. Go ahead with your bad self. No, oh, bless Man. him. It, can I ask him then? Is it a fake tan that he actually has, or is that genuinely his skin color? No, that's a, that's a tanning machine. That's, that's a tanning machine. He puts those little uh, covers over his eyes, which is why he feels like a raccoon with the white little patches around his eyes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. A movie went along with our news about the wire. A former Columbia University gynecologist accused by the wife of former Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang. Accused of sexual assault has been indicted. Hey, hold on, you know, hold, hold, hold on. 
Here you what? go again. Man, we didn't have rock. Stop with the laughing. I know you. I know you going. I don't want your glasses fogging up, uh, uh, Amanda. And I don't want Cornell to be. Uh, 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 uh. We didn't had on him Ron Jeremy, Don Home with the porn stars. We didn't talk about Linda Lovelace and Deep Throat. Oh, oh, our numbers have went up now. They didn't stop real up, way up. And now you're talking about a gynecologist. You did say gynecologist, right? I did. Yeah. 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 He was accused by the wife. He, Andrew Yang's wife of Andrew of, Yang. Of, of, of sexual assault? Yes, yeah. He was... Uh, I uh, thought, he was I, I, see, I thought they called that an examination. Now, if he was doing an examination and she was sleep or something, then maybe, you know, that's something else different. But if she was doing an examination, if he was doing an examination and didn't do the right thing, I'm not saying, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, people then maybe she want to take it out on him and say, you know what, you didn't do it right. I'm going to sue for sexual assault because you didn't do it right. Maybe he should have got back up in there a second time and did it right. Well, he, I, has several against, he has several counts against him, and each count uh, carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. Acting U.S. Attorney Audrey Strauss at a news conference called Hayden a predator in a white coat. Hayden's attorney declined to comment, but the former doctor was to appear before a federal judge uh, later today, which I guess East Coast time that already happened, but I don't, I don't have the results what was, of that what, yet. What was, the doc, what, what was the doctor's name? The doctor's name wasn't Miles Long or anything like that. Another porn name, was it? it no, no, it's Hayden. Hayden. He's a former Hayden. doctor right now. Yeah, they took his doctor's okay. license. Hey, 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 wait a minute. It sounds like you and I are the only ones on here at the moment, Andy. I, you know no, what? Cornell, we, Cornell, Cornell is busy. I'm definitely Cornell is busy. I know, they're, 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 you busy? I knew it. And and Amanda then got busy. Her glasses didn't fog up or anything. They see. Anytime you start talking about these type of things, them they get busy. All of a sudden they go silent. I wonder what they're doing. The people are laughing. Just, now. I wonder what I'm they're just, doing uh, over there. I'm very intrigued. Say it again. I'm very yeah, intrigued by all these things. You know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Y'all are intrigued. I'm gonna let y'all, and, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let Andy handle that. And Lloyd, I'll tell you on the next show. <laughs> uh, see, there you go. There, there you go. Uh, Andy, did they give the type of uh, of uh, charges that was levied levied against this cat, man? Just you a, said ten a, counts. Just assault, assault. No, we don't. We'll follow up did on again? that. We'll follow up on it. This isn't new. We've heard about this type of assault. Even the uh, former position at USC was charged, fired, and charged with uh, assaulting. Uh, Students, you know, doing medical examination. Wait, 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 Andy, hey, do me a favor. Again, Andy, oh. it was fading away. I'm sorry. Right, yeah, you go. Yeah. I was getting ready to say the same thing. A USC physician, uh, former USC uh, University of Southern California physician, was charged with abuse as well, multiple counts for years, ongoingly, and he was dismissed and charged as well. And yet, and also, you mentioned uh, uh, Ron Jeremy. He was banned. From the AVN uh, Adult Entertainment Expo convention after his uh, allegations. Uh, I don't know if I. You I mean, Dallin, up. I mean, a legend. I mean, isn't that funny? He must have done something crazy. A porn legend was banned, and of all places, Sin City, which is Las Vegas, from the uh, from the Adult Video Music Awards. Yes. How old is, is that? What you just read? Sixty-seven. I mean, shouldn't he want to just chill out now and you know collect his retirement? <laughs> You would think. Well, wait a minute. I mean, for those of us, if we remember, uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name, um, Playboy. You, you know, what I'm talking about. Um, uh, always walked around as old as he was. Yeah, you come on, you have You have Yeah, remember Hefner. Say it again. Me, me, and Hugh Hefner have the same birthday. And that's about the only thing that you two shared together. Yeah, you, you heard me say that. And Amanda, you heard. Amanda, do you know who who you uh, Hefner is? I'm sorry, or was? Of, of course, darling. Yes, yes, I do. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can you imagine uh, that Cornell saying something like that right now? Yeah. <laughs> hey, me and me and Hefner shared the same birthday. Well, my point for bringing that up is that with with the type of stuff that uh, uh, Hefner supposedly did. And, and, and Cornell said, why don't Ron Jeremy just cool out? Listen, Hef was going around even to the day that he passed away. 
matter of fact, on his deathbed, he was surrounded, and I'm not making this up, he was surrounded by all of the women, including one of his wife that happened, I think she happened to be one of the Playboy Bunnies. So he, he died with a smile on his face. But I really would like to know why they banned a porn legend from their own, because they, I think that one of the awards is named after him. I, I, I'm not, oh, really? I'm not joking. Yeah, no, I'm not joking. I, I think so. One of the awards is named after uh, is named after him. Okay. And, and he must have really did something bad. Right. Well, maybe he couldn't, maybe he couldn't get up. I'm gonna refrain it, from comment on that one. <laughs> I, now see, Andy the one silent. And he probably got a call from his wife saying, I thought you was going to stop with them uh, with them porn <laughs> things going on in the gynecologist. Yeah. I but think it, he's mingling with no, the guys may, on may, the press. May, yeah, maybe we'll get uh, we'll get a news flash as to why he, or maybe he might come out and have a press conference as to why he was banned from the, uh, from the maybe it's because he was hanging with Trump and Trump told him that he was in love with Kim Jong-il and he told Trump that he wanted to play him in the movie. You know? Entitled uh, Hump with Trump or something like that. I don't know. You know. <laughs> I don't know. But he was, uh, you know, of course, uh, indicted for uh, several counts of assault. And uh, we we talked about that in a previous show. I don't have that clip in front of me here. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll follow that story because he is a a, a somewhat of a, a popular name to many. Uh, he's also not just a porn video. He's done. He's a beat type. Uh, you know, wanna, wait a minute, Andy, you're going out again. Andy, come back. I'm here. Yeah. You hear me now? Better? Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Good. I want to make Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Mm. Anyway, I, I where are we here? Uh, we're following up with some more interesting stories that we need to, that we need to discuss. Andy. Hello? Andy. He went, yes. He went out. He, he must have went I'm out here. again. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, yes. we can hear you. We can hear you now. You know, I want to say one thing, and this is no, this is no joke. Um, if those of you that are talking about he assaulted somebody, if those, okay, you have to imagine this. How many of you remember Blazing Saddles? You know, with with Mel yeah. Brooks, Richard Pryor wrote the script, Cleavon yeah. Little. Y'all remember Blazing Saddles? Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm, boy. I'm glad that you said something, Amanda, because obviously Andy went out again. Again, it looks like it's us again, because Andy can't remember that. Well, here's what there was. There was the scene where Cleavon Little, as the black sheriff, mm-hmm. came into. Uh, I forgot what her name is, but she was really good. She was a comedian. Uh, she was a friend of Mel Brooks. But uh, but in the dark, now you have to imagine this. In the dark, you heard him unzip his pants, and she said, "Oh." Oh, it's true what they say about you people. You know, it, 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 you can get the whole vibe on that. Now, yeah. you guys might not be laughing. I think that that was damn funny. And that's what was said to me one day uh, 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 with my a girlfriend said it. When the, oh, really? Right before we did it. <laughs> yes, that's right. Don't be laughing like that. Yes, she did. <laughs> yeah, they, oh, now you can laugh at that. Yeah, yes, she did. She said, uh, we, We've been go and, and and then Cornell, Cornell and Andy then went out now. Yeah. No, yes, I'm still here. And, and I, I'm here. And when I got oh you oh you didn't chimed in on that when I got ready to do my thing, she said, "Oh my goodness, you you what what are you, you you are you playing baseball?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know what's happening here, Zach. Yeah." <laughs> so she did say that. You you need to be arrested. Yeah. I'm carrying a lethal weapon. That's exactly what I said. So everybody is saying, that's right. I said, I'm carrying a lethal weapon. Why do you think they call me John Shaft? That's right. That's what I said. So, oh, Andy laughed at that one. He, he woke up now. That's right. And I started, I started singing to it before I started doing my thing. Who is the man that would risk his sick for brother man? And she jumped out of the bed and said, Shaft. And I said, damn right. Can you do it? Let's get, let's get busy. <laughs> Listen to y'all. 
Hey, Lloyd, I found, something. I, I, I found something. I didn't think this something. I found it because you uh, I talked earlier in the show, and I wanted to, to dive into this a little bit further. You talked about the love letters between uh, Kim Jong-un and, uh, and Donald Trump. Uh, we'll back that up. And uh, uh, Ken, Kim Jong-un considered former President Barack Obama an asshole. Uh, President Trump actually told uh, Bob Woodward that, uh, counting his own relationship with wait, him. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You said Kim Jong-il said that about Obama? Yes, yes, but by contrast. You know why he right? said that. But, but listen to this, by contrast, Kim, 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 spoke, Kim spoke glowingly. I'm sorry, Kim Jong-il probably walked up. Yeah, I'm sorry, hope, yeah, Kim Jong-il probably walked up on, on Obama and said, yo, you look like a good brother. I heard you probably like Shaq. You know, like that, like that dude Booker and Uncle Ike. And and, and 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 Obama probably told him, yo, if you don't know, you better jump back because I'm about to get black on you. That's what he probably told him. That's why he probably called him an asshole because he didn't return. His, 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 Obama didn't uh, return them favors. You never know. But by contrast, Kim spoke glowingly of Trump in letters between the two leaders. Trump has described repeatedly, like we just said earlier in the show, he describes the correspondence between Kim Jong-un and himself as love letters. Independently obtained. I mean, these, these people all heard them say that. Love letter. Kim reportedly wrote in one letter of that moment of history when I firmly held your excellency's hand at the beautiful and sacred location as the whole world watched with great interest. Wait, and hold it, hold it, Andy. Hold day. it. Yes. Hey, Andy, can you hear? Are you? Are you not making this up? No, I'm not. No. No, I'm he's not making it up. With... I'm looking at it myself. Well, Wow. You're looking at it, too? Yes. You know, yes. we broke some news on here. We might actually have rooters, and, and I'm being honest, We might because I didn't know nothing about this. So you're looking at it, too. Amanda, do you see the same thing that they're saying? Um, I'm not currently looking at it, darling. Boy, I, we might be a hit for the wrong reasons. I'll be damned. This is real. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wait. It's you, not much see, on this. So Trump went on to tell Woodward that he never smiled before. I'm the only one he smiles with. After Trump uh, went on to tell Woodward about Kim Jong-un. Um, yes, so there you go. I know you spoke uh, about it earlier in the show, so I wanted to follow up and give you a little bit more information there as to what the content of those love letters between the two uh, were. And uh, it looks like they were love letters to me. I'd say they were love letters. I would say they were love letters. Uh, you better believe it. If you're saying that, you know what, I'm going to tell some family. This is what you say. Let somebody else talk. Oh, it's a disaster. Say it again. Yep. It's a disaster. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, unbelievable. I, I, wow. Oh, my goodness. Cool-y. I can't believe it. I would never have thought this will be talking about this 10 years ago. It's yeah. You, you actually, see, this is it. So where do you see it at, Cornell? Well, I've seen it on the Internet. Wow, and he usually is the one that's always, uh, always surfing the net and tweeting and all of that stuff. I'm, maybe that's why well, he didn't want this book to. That could be why he didn't want this book to come out. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm not thinking about this until right now. It could be what you. You know, all of a sudden now, I can see him in the next week or so saying that he loves everybody, including the LGBTQ community. It's funny because on, uh, on the BBC website news, they said, according to the U.S. media, Mr. Trump told Woodward of his connection with Mr. Kim and quoted, oh you, meet, you meet a woman in one second, you know whether or not it's going to happen. It doesn't take you 10 seconds and it doesn't take you six weeks. It's like, whoa, okay, oh you know, it takes somewhat less than a second. <clears throat> Oh my! You guys done scoop a lot of y'all don't. Oh my goodness! You you have no idea as to. I want to see what our listenership is now. You have no idea, and I'm being honest. What the three of you? And notice, I'm excluding myself. What the three of you just found out, and 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 you're talking about it publicly on the air. This is wow. This is deep. And the BBC got it that he that he had. That he, him and Kim Jong was doing. I don't wonder how many cats was in on this thing. You know, because them Southeast. Listen, I ain't talking about all, all of my Southeast Asian brothers. You know, because I, I, I'm down. I'm down with them. 
But I'm wondering if they if they had like a group, whole group thing. Well, you know, it, interestingly, the BBC haven't referred to them as love letters. Uh, I think they've probably been is, very careful with what they've said. That, that's what I've been up. But here, you. So what what is the BBC? What is the BBC calling them? Just, um, just, uh, it just, it, just, it just says in the letters filled with flowery language, Mr. Kim reportedly oh, referred to Mr. Trump as your excellency and noted their deep oh, and special friendship goodness. will work you as a magical force. You mean to tell me that they somewhere and, and he told he told Kim, I'm going to try to do the best Trump that I can. as <clears throat> Kim Jong, when I, when, when I come out the shower... I don't want you to call me president. When I disrobe, I want you to call me excellency. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, I, and y'all laughing. And, 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 and for anybody that's listening, it was only a joke. It was only a joke. Absolutely. But, but, but that, can you imagine them two role-playing, one saying excellency, the other saying emperor, meaning yeah. that's what he wants to be. Yeah, you call me, you, huh? you call me emperor. You call me emperor because I'm getting ready to mount you. You call me emperor. There you go. I'm trying to do my, and I was, I'm not being racist. I'm going to make sure that. I think the show is is ended. Um, We're going to cut off here. This is the after show now. We're actually not broadcasting live. So those of you who are, and and actually, I realize now that many of our listeners, many of you are, are listening to this still right now because such a large percentage listen to the show as an archived podcast as opposed to listening to it live, which is fine. That's amazing. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. We do broadcast live daily, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. in California and uh, and across the world, whatever your time zone is. It's five, 5 o'clock in California, wherever you are, that's the time it is there. But we do broadcast live, and you're welcome to call in at that time at, uh, at uh, 515-605-9888. But we're going to uh, head towards the wrap-up of the show now anyway, because we have some other things to do and some more news to catch up on and start prepping for tomorrow's show. And uh, I want to go over this last uh, bit here before we do wrap it up, and that is that uh, that right now, uh, if election were held today, um, that Joe Biden would have 263 solid electoral votes. Donald Trump would have 122. You need 270 to win, right? So here's just my analysis of this. Um, leaning towards Joe Biden, leaning his way, you know, not confirmed yet, but yeah, kind of skewed that way. Um, Pennsylvania would pick up 20 electoral votes. That would make it 283 for Joe Biden. So uh, Minnesota leaning his way, 10 votes. Wisconsin, especially after what happened in Wisconsin, 10 votes his way. Colorado, 9 votes. Nevada, 6 votes. New Hampshire, 4. Nebraska, 1. Leaning towards uh, Donald Trump is Indiana, um, Missouri, Iowa, Kansas, Utah, Alaska, and Montana, all small numbers. So if election were held today, um, Biden only needs Pennsylvania or Wisconsin and Minnesota. Very small uh, numbers to put him over the 270 if it were held today. So again, uh, even though that, that Florida race has tightened up 48% each as we spoke earlier, um, it looks like things are still very much favoring Joe Biden. Donald Trump's uh, cash reserve for his campaign is about dry. Um, you know, it went to a billion dollars since uh, 2019. And Biden, yeah, is, and, and Biden has gained $70 just during the convention alone and continues to get large contributions from all over the country, from private grassroots contributors as well as some, some other donations. So uh, Biden's looking good right now, folks. And, uh, you know, but you know, the Trump base is strong and they continue to be strong as all this news comes out and all these books come out. It doesn't seem to really waver the Trump base at all. Why, in the psychological reasons why, we might want to get an expert uh, in that field on here down the road to talk about that. What is, what is it about Trump? And it doesn't matter what we say, what he does. You know, if, if, as he said himself, he can shoot somebody in broad daylight on Fifth Avenue and he still have his base. Why? What, what is it about that from a psychological standpoint? What, what is it? And, and we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll try to get it round up an expert on the show, and uh, that should be an interesting episode up, up here on the Coast to Coast show. And, and if I may, Andy, 
if I may just just cut in and say that um, you know any reference you know jokes made about Trump from myself is all taken you know as just light humour. I mean no offence to anybody. So if anybody's a Trump fan and they were listening, if I offended you, I apologise. Again, we present facts here, and, and we have a lot of fun with the facts, but what we do talk about is, is what's real. And yeah. you know, there, are, there are other media sources. There are, you know, Trump has his own a news network, which is starting to part ways with him a little bit the, uh, over there on Fox, you know, the Trump News Network there. Um, and they they won't talk about the things we talk about, you know. You, you no. know, but there are other media forces that will that they consider to be fake news. Why they speak the truth? But oh, it's against Trump. Oh, it can't be real. It's all made up. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. What collusion? Anyway, we're going to talk more about this, of course, and continue to talk more about this up until election day, folks. For Cornell Butler, for Amanda Love, Lloyd for Booker. that's right. Who? 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 <laughs> Who? Al all of a sudden, Lloyd Booker and Amanda. Amanda Love. I'm just goofing with you, Lloyd, of course. Our my co-host, Lloyd Booker, on the East Coast. Andy Kimball here in California. We want to wish everybody a great day. We'll see you tomorrow at 5 p.m. West Coast time for the abbreviated uh, news update on the Coast to Coast show, the Ebony and Ivory program. I want to thank everybody for chiming in. We've had a fun time. We always do. We welcome your comments. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose.